Hello, everyone. Welcome to Pull Back the Curtain, a Philly theater podcast. I am your host, Margot Catalona, and on this episode, we have the one, the only, Pat Adams. Hello, Pat. How are you? Good morning, Margot. How are you? Thank you so much for inviting me. Of course. Oh, I'm so glad to have you on today. Um, You're kind of like the Philly theater mom, basically, (laughs) in Philly. Um, Tell us a little bit about yourself and the work you do for listeners that might not know you. Hello, everyone. I am Patricia Tallini Adams. Yes, you may call me Pat. (laughs) I am the resident stage manager at the Wilma Theater here in Philadelphia. I have been a stage manager for over 30 years. I have been at the Wilma for 25 of those years. Um, I, I, I love my job. Um, it's it's mm-hmm. just that simple. Um, and I absolutely love being in Philadelphia. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I don't know what else to say about it. it, <laughs> it it's what I do. Um, it's very important to me. Um, stage managers are very necessary. If you do theater, you understand that. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, I'm just here to talk about being in Philly. <laughs> Sounds great. Well, let's start with a little bit, a little intro here uh, still of like, how did you get into theater um, before those 30 years? Um, how did you get started? Especially how did you start stage managing? Um, and what brought you to Philly in that process? I grew up in Philadelphia. Uh, I was born in South Carolina, but we moved to Philadelphia when I was um, the summer before I turned six, I think it was. And so I've, I've gone to school in Philadelphia. Um, I did not start theater uh, at a young age, as a lot of people do. When I went to high school, junior high school and high school, I sang in the choir. So music was the thing uh, mm-hmm. that that quote unquote, led me to the arts. However, when I got to college, things were a little bit different. Uh, I had friends who were interested in theater and I hung around with them. They had a little club called the Black Students of the Creative Arts. Uh, I Mm -hmm. went to college at Indiana University of Pennsylvania. Uh, Some people know it as IUP. So Mm -hmm. I just hung around with my friends. Then (laughs) uh, a theater student doing a directing project needed to direct a production of Janae's The Blacks, which is an all-Black mm-hmm. cast. And there were not enough Black students in the theater department to support mm-hmm. the cast. So he came to us and asked if we would like to audition and do that play for his project. So a bunch of us said, sure, you know, well, of course, why not? And, and I was lucky enough to be cast. Uh, had had an awesome had an awesome time while I was with my friends you know yeah yeah, it was a play but I was with my friends so everything was great then when he got his evaluations from his classmates and his professor uh, I I got some notices which got me to thinking but you know that still quite wasn't enough I was like that's really nice okay fine (laughs) And then the theater department decided to do a production of The Hot L Baltimore, which once upon a time used to be a TV show that I watched all the time and I absolutely adored it. (laughs) So more or less on a dare, I auditioned and got a part, Um, (laughs) got the part that I wanted, actually. And then I was terrified because now I have to put up or shut up. 
Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, again, the best the best time I you know met a bunch of new people. These all these theater majors now, and I looked around and was kind of sort of wondering, um, you know, where were all the people that looked like me? You know, mm-hmm. these other folks were like really cool, and I had a great time with them. But I noticed that there were not very many people that looked like me. Mm-hmm. But it was so much fun, and you know, I uh, what to do and. Um, they were starting a summer theater program, so I hung around. I was a single parent at the time, so I could do that, and everybody accepted me and my son and helped out um, with me taking care of him. So, okay, I'll hang around mm-hmm. for a while and see what happens. And what uh, was the second or third summer? The summer of 1985, one of my professors said, oh, yeah, we need a stage manager. So I want you to stage manage uh, the mousetrap. And my first reaction was, oh, no, 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 no. I am not. No, 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 no. Stage managers, no. Somebody's always yelling at them. No. They are always here. When we come in, the stage manager is here. When we leave, the stage manager is here. I am not doing that. And by the way, when I was in college, there was no uh, degree in stage management or concentration Mm -hmm. in stage management or class in stage management. You figured it out. You know, you asked the person that was the (laughs) stage manager before you and you kind of figured it out on your own. And I was like, there is no way I'm doing that. And my professor just politely said, this is an institution of learning. Um, Mm. This is your assignment. It's not really up for discussion. Mm. I think you will be very good at it and you're going to do it. And you're like, what? (laughs) come on, man, don't make me... <sighs> okay, oh fine, God. fine. <laughs> I'll stage manage. Oh, and I hated it. I hated it. It was awful. Really? It was oh awful. God. Well, it was it was summer theater. Mm-hmm. The, the, director, <laughs> the director, the director was not one of my professors. The director was a guest artist, a friend of theirs that they had invited down from New York. He had mm-hmm. been there before, but he always had the same stage manager. Well, that stage manager yeah. graduated. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> and he didn't know that before he got there. So now he's given the rookie. And so wow. he was not gracious about it at all. Okay. Mm-hmm. He made it known that this was not his idea and he just did not trust me. He didn't know me. So he didn't trust me. So it was very hard. It was very, very hard. I cried a lot. Um, but oh, the good news is, yeah, the good news is I had an amazing technical director um, who was actually, I think he was new that year or the year before, um, the late Patrick McCreary. He has since passed away, but I will adore that man forever because he wouldn't let me quit. Mm-hmm. He would not yeah. let me quit. He kept telling me, you can do this. You trust yourself. You can do this. And with his help and guidance and the faith of um, Barb Blackledge and Ed Simpson, my other professors, I did. And my and my crew, I have to say, the crew on that show, oh man, they believed in me. Before I knew mm-hmm. how to believe in myself, they believed in me. And so when we did it, when we got it right, it was pretty awesome. <laughs> and that's the part I didn't realize. That's the side of it mm-hmm. I didn't know. So it's like, right. So just because the first time around wasn't the great adventure you thought it was going to be, doesn't mm-hmm. mean you quit. It means you yeah. figure out what to do and you got to try it at least one more time yes. just to see, 
You know what I mean? If Is that the way it, yeah. it always is or is it going to be different? And I, when I did it again, it was different. Mm, so yeah. it's like, oh, okay. And, you know, it's one of the things I found I had a knack for. It was something I was good at, something I was really, really good at that was all mine. Wow. And then when the when the head of the theater department asked me to stage manage a show for him, well, then I must be doing something, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And so that I just that's crazy. that's how it started. And I just never looked back. I never looked back. Nice. That is crazy that um I don't know, I feel like growing up in Philly theater, like coming of age here for the past four years, like hearing of Pat Adams, it's like, no, Pat Adams is like the stage manager. <laughs> but it's like, no, even someone like Pat Adams could not like stage management at first or like, <laughs> oh, not, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. like wow, that's, you never know until you try. Exactly. Like you said, until you try maybe two or three times too. I, I, exactly. You can't, don't be afraid to fail. Mm-hmm. Don't be afraid to get it wrong. That's what theater is all about. We're trying. We're trying so many things. It's so much trial and error. There's a lot of knowledge. There's not. A, there's a lot of skill, but there's also some trial and error. And sometimes you're gonna get it wrong, but that's okay. Yeah. Wow. You, fi- you find the solution. You find the better mm-hmm. way, and you keep going. Yeah. And like having that great crew or the people around you that. Oh my um, gosh. Yes. <laughs> Most definitely helpful. A, a support system. You have yeah. to have a for real support system because the other yeah. thing is you can't do it by yourself. Yes. <laughs> you are part of a team. You are part of a team and you have to make sure that that team is established and that they also know that they are part of a team. The thing, I think one of the things that drew me to theater is that it is col- it is collaborative real theater is collaborative a group yeah. of people get together for one purpose to put on the best production that they can and then within this group of people you find your position but it's still a yeah. group of people hopefully working towards the same accord So there's going to be moments where you don't agree on something, but hopefully for the most part you will. And that together you see where you're trying to get to and that you all work together to get to that place. Yes. Yeah. I I love love (laughs) theater. I know that I am so blessed because I get to do the thing that I love so great it's so great to hear too like in a pandemic when like Mm, (laughs) when mm. like very removed from what theater has been it's just like nope the values are still there the themes are still there like the collaboration is still very strong um oh I love hearing about it um and what specifically about stage management now looking like um in modern day what is it that you love about stage management still (laughs) The process. I do love the process. Yeah. Um, rehe- I, for me, rehearsals are a necessary evil. I mean, you have to rehearse the thing <laughs> to know what you're doing. But the, gotcha. moment, the moment I live for is when I sit in that booth and put on my headset, okay, mm-hmm. and yeah. uh, start calling uh, half hour and 15 <laughs> and pl- five minutes to places and places and taking the roll call of the, cr- the crew and looking down mm-hmm. at that script and all of those numbers that I wrote, it's my handwriting. 
and just trying to remember how this is supposed to flow. And the fact that I am the person now steering this ship. Yeah. That's yeah. it's that's the greatest. I still get I still get a funky feeling in the pit of my stomach. <laughs> I still keep a big bottle of water next to me because you know, you get that dry mouth after you say yes. the first set of cues, <laughs> suddenly your mouth is all dry. Um, <laughs> but that still for me is like the best moment in the world. And mm-hmm. knowing when a difficult sequence is right. Yes. Yeah. It is so sad. Oh (laughs) man. You can't beat that. You can't, Yeah, you know, and and again, just getting to spend time with people that I respect and love Mm -hmm. and, you know, and watch them work. Mm -hmm. Man, I love watching a play. I love watching a play. (laughs) Yeah. I think for me, that's like the necessary evil for me might be just running tech rehearsals. I hate Ah. running tech. Mm-hmm. But I love watching everyone work during tech. Yes. <laughs> so yes. the fun part for me. <laughs> and being at the Wilma for 25 years, what drew you to the Wilma specifically? And like what the work that the Wilma does? Tell us a little bit about that. <laughs> I ended up at the Wilma Theater because I did a favor for a friend. <laughs> Great. Um, I had a really good solid job at the Crossroads Theater in New Brunswick, New Jersey. The Wilma Theater had just built their new theater on the corner of Broad and Spruce. So this is 1996. Their production manager, Neil Kuttner, at the time, went to college with me. And Neil and I had this little running uh, joke. He would call me like once a year and offer me a job. And I would always turn (laughs) it down. I'm like, I have a job. I'm fine. Glad you're doing well. You know, blah, 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 how you'd been, that kind of thing. And we'd go on about our business. Well, this time he called me and he said, I need your help. It was, you know what I mean? He started the conversation completely differently. Yeah. Um, I need your help. We're about to open a new building and my stage manager just left us and took a better gig. And now I'm stuck. I need a stage manager to come in and do this one show. Please, could you come help me? Well, I, I'm... <laughs> How am I supposed to? How am I supposed to not come help my friend? I'm I'm looking at the, the calendar. I'm, I'm I'm I was in a production, but actually my production was going to close about I think about two weeks or so before they actually started rehearsal, and then there was that gap before the next play. I'm like, well, I all right, let me see what I can do. All right, fine. I I I think I can come. All right, I'll come and do this one show. Mm-hmm. Is that great? You got to come. Um, you'll meet the artistic directors. They actually direct the shows here. Um, he said, it, it'll be kind of like an interview, but I'm already going to hire you because I need you. So <laughs> I just need you to come and meet them. Great. That's fine. Great. Um, so I came and did the first play in the new space, which was Arcadia, Tom Starpard's Arcadia, uh, directed by Yuri Ziska. And, you know, did the play. Great. Thank you. Love you all. This was really nice. This space is really beautiful. Thank you so much. And Blanca Ziska, the other artistic director, said, oh, but I thought you would stage manage for me. I am directing the second show. <laughs> oh, I, well, I hadn't actually thought about it. like, well, oh, let me see. Um, OK, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I can, yeah, Crossroads will get a, another um, stage manager for their next one. That'll be fine. I'll, okay, so I'll do yours. So I'll be one and one. Yep, no, you're right. That's so much nicer. One and one, and then I'm gone. And I did that play called Avenue X, uh, acapella musical, 
have mercy and <laughs> had a big had a lot of fun had a lot a lot of fun but it was nice. like great this is good thank you all so very much i got to get back to jersey now uh, my son my son was a teenager at the time so yeah this has been great commuting to philadelphia really sucks but mm. it's, it's a gig and it's a good gig but i got to go i was offered the third show of that season and was like oh no what but yeah. my son brought home a um report card that had an F on it. Mm. He had never brought home an F before, ever. So I turned down that third show because I was like, my son in puberty has lost his mind and mm. now mm-hmm. thinks that his one parent just isn't around so he can just do whatever he wants. So I can't do this show because I have to go home. So I turned down the third show uh, and back to Jersey, back to Crossroads, you know, work. It's fine. I'm there. It's all good. And I get this phone call from Blanca. We have one more show. I am directing. Could you please come back? I, what? I don't, I can't, I don't like the muting from Jersey. This is really awful. What's the play? Quills. Huh? By who? Doug Wright. Oh, really? That, huh? Well, uh, so I sat my son down. I threatened him within an inch of his life and I took the job. And nice. again, great, great space, beautiful people. You know, this is, I could, wow, this is really good. My mom still in Philadelphia. So I could, I could check on her regularly. You know, this, I, wow. Okay. But I don't know this commute, uh, this commute is killing me. So we opened Quills and while it's running, Neil, the production manager, my friend says, oh, by the way, I've been instructed to offer you uh, next season. So when I went, oh, I don't know, I, you know, this commute and I don't know, just coming in for a show. And he goes, no, 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 you're not listening. Listen to what I'm saying. I'm authorized to offer you next season, all of the shows for you, if you want them. And I, what, what? He said, yeah, all four shows, one contract. He said, we will uh, rehearse open the show, close the show, and then start the process for the next show. Therefore, we don't need to hire two stage managers. It can all be yours. Mm-hmm. Now, how was I supposed to turn that down? Uh-huh. So I went back to Jersey and told my son, um, I love you immensely, but we're moving to Philadelphia. <laughs> um, again, him being a teenager and in high school, uh, I'm ruining, ruining his life. Of course, uh, yeah. <laughs> how can I take him from his friends? Uh, he's never going to speak to me again. This is not fair. All of those wonderful, wonderful parent teenager conversations. But we yeah. moved to Philadelphia <laughs> that summer. I took that contract at the Wilma. And as they say, I never left. Wow. Oh, and my oh, son my has God. since forgiven me. Great. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's the important part. <laughs> he realized afterwards. Yeah. Great. <laughs> I'm glad he came around. That's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. It, it, it did take a while. I have to say it took a while, but I'd always promised him I would never do mm-hmm. something without taking his best interest. Yes. Uh, as the root of that, of whatever conversation it was. So it, yeah, yeah he forgave me and, and it, it turned out to be a really good thing. Nice. And to think it all started with a friend asking a friend to How help about out. That? How about that? Yes. Indeed. Wow. Oh my God. 
this is fantastic. <laughs> um, and then going into a little bit of like just your role as a stage manager, um, a lot of times we are the mediators and the organizers and like you said, the steers of the ships in the room. Um, how do you navigate being all of that <laughs> and having such an important role in that respect? Hmm. Okay. That's really good. Um, <laughs> let's see how to, how to, let's see how to break that up. Big question. Uh, yeah. Well, again, what, what I always tell, what I always tell um, students that I talk to about it first, you have to be just a little bit crazy, just a little <laughs> yeah. bit crazy to want to be a stage manager in the first place, mostly for all of the things that you said, for all of the things that we are responsible for. Second, I, like I said, I, you have to have a really good support system mm-hmm. so that you are not carrying all of the weight. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I make a deal. I make a deal with my production manager and my managing director that I will need to come to you at any given point and just vent my frustration. Mm-hmm. I don't need you to do anything other than to listen. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I need to just release some things so I have room for more things. Um, <laughs> and yeah. uh, also every now and again, I just simply cry. I'm one of those mm-hmm. people who crying releases tension. Yes. Same. So <laughs> I, I will find a quiet, dark spot and I will cry um, just because. And then when I stand up and wash my face, everything is leveled out again. It's just, mm-hmm. it's just the nature of what I do. But also be- I believe in what I do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that carries me a long, long way. I, for me, a stage manager is, uh, what do I say? I, I am the conduit of communication. At some point, somebody's going to ask me something. What I always tell everyone, especially the actors, you can ask me, you can ask me pretty much anything. If I don't know the answer, I will find the person who does. Yeah. yeah. So that we can keep working so that things can keep moving. I know that a question is a question. I don't believe in stupid questions. Mm-hmm. Any question is a search for knowledge. If I can help you find out something that you need, that's what I'm here for. Mm-hmm. I am, I am the stage manager is the guardian of the process. That big book that we make has everything in it. If somebody picks up your prompt book, they should be able to track what it took to put this production together. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So there's my, yeah. my prompt book has my contact sheet and my rehearsal calendar and whatever paperwork or messages that came through, you know what I mean? That were not confidential as well as my blocking script and my calling script. All of those Mm -hmm. things that put that show together are right there so that later somebody can pick that up and know what happened during that process. I used to say um, I am there to help create a safe space, but uh, somebody changed that up and I am there to help preserve a brave space. Mm, I love that. The places that actors have to go and then return from in order to do the role that they've been cast for. Those places are varied and have so many levels to them. So I am that anchor in that brave space. 
I am there to make sure that they can go wherever it is they need to go in order to create that character, but that they can also find their way back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I work hard at being a good listener so that everyone, actor, designer, crew person, director, feels free to come and sit with me and talk about everything and nothing. <laughs> we can talk about the production. We can talk about anything but the production, whatever is needed in that moment. I have I have learned, especially working at the Wilma, that I am a collaborator and I do have something to contribute because as the stage manager, I am one of the first audience members that the mm, actors yeah. have. Yeah. So it is important for me to pay attention. Mm-hmm. Um it is important for me to, yes, catalog uh, whatever the staging is, you know, make line notes, that kind of thing. But it is also important for me to watch what is happening, mm-hmm. to listen to the type of notes that the director is giving. Um, because when that moment comes and that play opens, it is my job to make sure that the play that everybody pays money to come and see is the mm-hmm. play that the director and the actors agreed upon. Yes. Yeah. To make sure that, you know, we don't change it up now, you know, because this feels good. I'd rather do this instead. Well, that's not actually the agreement that was made. Now, remember, uh, plays do grow Mm -hmm. in that in that in that space of human energy and the things that actors learn, the more they do it and uh, the more the relationship with whoever the scene partner is develops. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not trying to stop anybody, Mm -hmm. but I am also keenly aware of what parameters were set. So you Mm -hmm. can't decide that, well, I want to do my hair different or I want to wear a different shirt or, yeah, I know I was supposed to come in on page 23, but I thought tonight I would come in on page 19 because I think I should be in the room. No, 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 Mm -hmm. no, no. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, that, that's that's not that's not what was decided. That's not what was agreed upon. So we won't be doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Like maintaining that continuity. Like yes. even though the director did it at that point, that doesn't mean that everyone can. It's a free for all. Exactly. <laughs> it exactly. still has continuity. Yeah. And how does um, how does that intersection of race and gender impact? the work you do too. Like as a black woman, what does that mean for your role? Um, I know the Wilma also does very different work from a lot of other major theater companies in town. Um, how does that impact the work you do and the energy that you bring to the space? Um, yeah. What is that intersection like? When I was younger, I thought it meant that I didn't have a voice. Mm-hmm. that I only speak when spoken to, I have no opinion, and I should just be quiet all mm-hmm. the time. Uh, that way I wouldn't cause any trouble. Nobody would really notice me. And um, yeah. I could just do my my job in peace and that would be fine. Mm-hmm. As I got older, I realized that was a mistake. That it's not that I... Uh, have to have a loud voice or I have to be heard all the time or show everybody that I'm paying attention. It just meant that I do have a voice, 
that I need to decide when it needs to be heard and who needs to hear it. And that started by uh, having conversations with the director Mm -hmm. um, before rehearsal or after rehearsal, um, asking questions that I had about uh, either what we were doing or not doing or that kind of thing. And showing the director that I was a valuable commodity in the room, Mm -hmm. that I was there for them as well as for the actors and the process. Mm -hmm. And by starting those conversations, the conversations then spread out into being asked um, my opinion for things. Yeah. Um, I realized that being female, I am I, I, I am somewhat of a nurturer. I know that that's me instinctively and allowing that to also be a part of who I am in the rehearsal room, that it's not a bad thing. Yeah, um, yeah. Just again, it's being in that space of being accessible to people mm-hmm. for what they needed when they needed it. Remember, remembering to place boundaries because no one should be available 24 seven. However, it took it took a minute for me to to actually acknowledge acknowledge that for myself. But yes, but just trying to create that space of I am also a part of this process. Respect that. Wow. Feeling feeling that respect, seeing that respect actually show up. Mm-hmm. Um, be learning to not be afraid to make my presence in the room known. Yeah. It's, it's a trick. It's a tricky thing because it's, it's a tricky thing because you don't, you don't want to be intrusive. Yeah. You know, exactly. sitting at that table, sitting at that table, right. When they're talking about the scene and what this character is saying and why this character is saying it. <laughs> You have you have ideas <laughs> and thoughts just like everybody else sitting at the table. Yeah, yeah. Where do you, you know what I mean? Where do you speak up and where do you just keep your stuff to yourself? Um, how yeah. do you how do you break into that conversation? And a lot of it is just being brave enough to do it. Like I said, one of the things, one of the the way I started was I would start by talking to the director one on one, and then my director said, "Oh, I wish bring that. Can you bring that up?" When we go back to scene two, can you bring that? And it was like, oh, okay. So I got invited <laughs> into the conversation. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And then once yeah. invited, uh, try not to wear out that welcome. I guess. Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Really, really, really pick and choose because it, it was not about me. Mm-hmm. However, listening to what the story is, knowing who I am, what I realized is my experience counts as well as the experience of the other people sitting at that table. Yeah. Depending on the play that we worked on, there were things that I knew intimately because of the nature of that play and who I am. And there were things I wanted to know being that audience member about to watch this play on either count. I can be a part of the conversation. Mm -hmm. I just have to be brave enough to ask that question to put to put my voice in the room as well to understand that sometimes the thing that i say 
could be complete, have nothing to do. (laughs) But that's, but that's my question. That's my opinion. I had to learn how to be brave enough to be a part of the conversation. And then once I was, I always was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I, cause once upon a time, God, I had table, I was like table work. God, I hate table work. Yes. I'm just going to sit, I'm going to sit and talk about stuff. I'm just going to talk about stuff. They're going to talk about stuff forever and ever and ever. We're going to get on our feet. We're going to do something. But yeah, <laughs> I love that conversation Yeah, because it's a conversation. I am not mm-hmm. just sitting in a room observing or listening. I am part of that conversation. I am helping to define who these characters are yeah. because they impact me in some way. And yeah. what that impact is, is something that needs to be known. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, okay. And then I was like, got it. This is what collaboration is. Truly. Mm-hmm. This is yeah. it. Everybody is a part of the conversation. And through that conversation, the director and the actors find their way to tell this story. Because that's what we're all doing. We are all working together to tell a specific mm-hmm. story. So I'm like, wow. okay, yeah. It's it, 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 the, the process. I have come to respect the process mm-hmm. so much. And your part in that process too. Wow. Yeah. I think that's like great affirmations even of like, I am part of this process. My experience counts just as much as anyone else's. Yeah. I think like myself as an, as either an ASM or SM, I very often just like observe because Mm -hmm. I don't think it's my place. Mm -hmm. Right. It's like, no, I am part of this. (laughs) That is always what I have done, but that doesn't mean that can't be what I do going forward, you know? Exactly. So interesting and great to hear as a stage manager. (laughs) And looking at the landscape of Philly theater too, like what do you think we're doing really well? What do you think we can improve upon um, either specifically like stage management in the room or just as a whole? Hmm. I love Philadelphia theater. It's it's I mean it's one of the reasons why I'm st- I'm still here after yeah. all these years. I people always ask me, "What? What do you mean? You didn't, you didn't you didn't go to New York? Why didn't you go to New York? I didn't want to go to New York. There was no reason no. to go to New York. I live and work in Philadelphia and that's good enough. It's more than mm-hmm. enough for me. Yeah. Um I was lucky. I got I got to do I've done several projects in New York. Um but since that wasn't a city that I wanted to live in, then I didn't see why I was only going to try and work there. Um, I, like I said, I lived for several years um, in Jersey because I worked at Crossroads Theater and that was nice, mm-hmm. but I grew up in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Philadelphia is what I know. And there's always been something here. I learned about the arts in Philadelphia, um, the opera company, the orchestra, my God, the orchestra. <laughs> Um, and you know, like I said, my, my way in was music so that when I found theater to be able to come home and do theater, mm-hmm. it was like the best present ever. And <laughs> Phil, we, us folks here in Philly, we take care of each other. Mm-hmm. That That's a big thing for me. Um, we look out for each other. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm, I'm sure that. Other theater communities in other cities probably can say the same things. 
and that's great. But there is something about Philadelphia. I don't know if it's it's the city itself, mm-hmm. um, but there's something about being here that just is is just right. The 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 harmony is right. Um, and now we are working to be better. It's, 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 it's crazy. The whole, every, everything, the, what we know, what we know about, uh, institutional and systemic racism in this country and how it impacts and affects all of us. But the work in Philadelphia to try and find each other and uplift each other had already begun before, Mm -hmm. um, it became the 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 nation's duty to do so. We were already doing that. We were already yeah. looking at each other and trying to hold each other accountable for what was being done and what was not being done. So now that the light has gotten brighter and shines, you know, more on each institution and each individual for that matter, we are continuing to fight for each other, to make sure that everyone is seen and everyone is heard. And there's a lot of work to be done. There's a lot of work to be done. Um, Hopefully all of the theaters can look at themselves honestly um, because no one, (laughs) everyone can improve. Yeah. There is yeah. no one place that, you know, we cool and 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 don't worry about it. Everybody, everybody <laughs> can improve. Yes. And I'm hoping that everyone is ready to do the hard work beyond statements. Yes. You know, it was, it yes. was really great all the different statements that were coming out. Well, that's awesome. That's really great. Mm-hmm. But that's some words on paper that sound really pretty. What are you mm-hmm. doing? What program are you beginning? Uh, What artists are you supporting in a different way than what you did before? What are the actions Mm -hmm. you are taking um, in order to make a change? Um, And we, I've asked this question at the Wilma as well. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So we're, it's, 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 it's a continuing, it's a continuing work. uh, Mm -hmm. um, Bringing in, bringing in the, architects and technicians of change mm-hmm. in order to help your organization know what to do. Cause some places that you, you don't quite know, you know, that something's wrong. You need to, you have, you have to identify it so that you can start mm-hmm. to fix it. So yes. um, yeah. I'm, I'm really, really praying and hoping that that is what's being done by everyone mm-hmm. for real. You know what I mean? Yeah. Beyond just a conversation what yes. actions are you taking to be different? And I like that idea too of like, I think a lot of it can be directed sometimes at like other organizations, but it's also looking within and like within your own institution that you might be at, or even as a freelance artist, like the institutions that you do typically work with, like inquiring, like you said, what is the woman doing? What is my yes. organization doing? Yes. Thinking about that. And yeah, and still continuing to care about each other in the process. It's all about caring about each other. And exactly. That, that has to be at the root of it. The, yes. The, that has yeah. to be at the root of it. The, mm-hmm. the, the uplifting of each other, knowing that 
You succeed because I succeed. I succeed because you succeed. If we don't do this together, we're not going anywhere. Nothing's going to happen. Nothing's going to change. We have to do it together. And I'm not not saying it's an easy conversation. That's one of the hardest conversations to have. You know what I mean? With somebody, especially somebody you care about. Yeah. You know, to have to start admitting your shortcomings and your failings because we're human and that's what happens when you're human. We mess up. We mess up a lot. (laughs) But once once you can say that, once you can acknowledge that, you have made space to improve. Yeah. If you cannot acknowledge, yeah. If you cannot acknowledge that you messed up in the first place, we're not making Mm -hmm. any space to grow. You're not. Yes. Yeah. And yeah, like you said, looking at it as it's, it's not a competition, it's collaboration. You succeed if I succeed. Exactly. I like that about Philly theater. (laughs) Yeah. Um, yeah. And then wrapping up here just about like our listeners are most likely, most likely, (laughs) um, younger generation arts leaders, like maybe like me graduating, um, what advice or, just things that you want the next generation of arts leaders to know about this industry, about Philly theater, about stage management. Um, What do you want them to know? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) No, 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 no. It's it's a good one. It's a good one. Um, (laughs) Such big questions. (laughs) True, but that's what we're here for. And that's where we are today. There's a lot of big questions that we have to tackle. We have to. Um, I, we're worth fighting for. What we do, the arts industry, artists, yes. us, yeah. we are worth fighting for. Um, and all of this, you know, a, essential worker and essential business and all of those phrases that have come up out of this pandemic. <laughs> there are moments when we were made to feel like what we contributed was not important enough. Mm-hmm. Well, that's mm-hmm. a lie. Yeah. The arts, what oh man, from from <laughs> theater to dance to film to the written word to music, all of that mm-hmm. are the things that help people stay sane yeah. throughout all of this. We have to fight for who we want to be. Support if you can, however you can, support a, a small theater. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. th- there, there are some programs put together by individuals to try and help other individuals or other institutions stay afloat. Mm-hmm. Find one, adopt one. If you can give them yeah. $5, that's $5 more than they had. So don't and never tell yourself that you don't have enough, that you can't contribute. Yes, you can. It's how, it's how, it's how we keep each other going um young younger artists coming up in this new Mm -hmm. world of technology and even us here on this what is this platform this okay zencaster (laughs) i'm like yeah you're doing what what is this i've been doing this i've been doing this for 30 years i'm not doing this for 30 more okay Mm -hmm. so all of this new stuff that's coming up the pike (laughs) i i i don't uh, my brain is like, I don't have, I can't just don't. Yeah. But for, for younger people, 
this this is your time. This is your space. Learn all of this stuff, whatever it is. Oh, what is OBS? Uh, uh, <laughs> Discord. Uh, yes. What two X two L? All of them. Learn all of these platforms and what they do. Diecast, Zencast. All learn what they do and which ones are good. Which how, what works about them? Because this is where you need to live. Because even when it is safe enough for us to be in the same room together. What this digital world has taught us is we reach more people and can actually reach an even more diverse audience because of the unlimited reach of the digital world. So digital theater is going to always be a component moving forward. It should be. You know yeah. what I mean? So yeah. know, know what that is. R- 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 enroll yourself, rock yourself through that world. <laughs> because I'm, I'm not going to be the one. I'm not going to be the one <laughs> on that forefront. But somebody yeah. should be. Yes. So yeah. um, this, 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 this moment that we're in is just that, a moment. Mm-hmm. We are starting to come out of it. We're starting to see our way through it. So for whatever city you're in or whatever city you want to be in, find out who's there, find out what theaters are there, find out what they do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, read that mission statement, then look at the work yes. that they do and see if that work supports that mission statement. Mm-hmm. Look yeah. at the makeup of that company. Is that a place that you want to be? Are they, are they, diverse quote unquote or are you the person that they need to expand that diversity okay sometimes you can't yeah sometimes it's not about going to the space that's already prepared sometimes you have to go and prepare the space find out where you want to be and what you want to do and then get yourself there and do Mm -hmm. it Fight for yourself. Fight for what you believe in. There are so many like-minded people in theater. Find find your find your tribe. Just um, <laughs> you know what I mean. And and by yeah. trying to find your tribe, they're not always going to look like you, and that's okay. But they're going to believe what you believe, and they're going to stand shoulder to shoulder with you to fight for what you believe in. Yeah, find find your tribe and and stand up in that truth of this is the kind of work that I want to be associated with. This is the kind mm-hmm. of work that I want my name attached to. And like take a step back from that and like it might be a paycheck or like your first job out of college, but take a step back like is it worth it? Is it Exactly. Do I respect this work? Is it exactly? Work? <laughs> and don't yeah. be and don't be afraid. It's okay. Don't be afraid. Because sometimes you may look at it and say, ah, I don't want to do this. Mm -hmm. I can't stay here. I can't be here. That's okay for your own sanity and well-being. Find that place. Find that space that believes what you believe. And sometimes that means creating your own space. There are going to be like-minded people. Mm-hmm. find your tribe. So you're either going to go to a place that's there with people 
that are going to support you and you're going to support them, or you're going to find some people who believe like you and y'all are going to start your own thing. And that's okay too. There is enough, <sighs> there's there more than <laughs> one table. Okay. You know, yes. find your space to table. There is more than one table, you know, and sometimes you just bring your own table. <laughs> yeah. Just build your own. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That way it will be exactly the way you want it to be. Mm, yes. Oh, I love that. There's Great. more than enough. There's more than enough theater mm-hmm. for, for yes. everybody. There is more than enough. Yeah. Don't let somebody tell you, oh, well, you, I don't know. I don't know what you're going to do. <laughs> <laughs> so that means that that's a, that may be a space that is not for you. There is more than enough space for all of us to continue this work. Yeah. You just got to find, you just got to find where you fit in and you don't just have to get in where you fit in, find mm-hmm. that, that, that place. That's a comfortable fit. Yeah. That you're gives celebrated. You to, yes. That gives you rooms to stretch as well. You know what yeah. I mean? That fit yeah. is not a tight fit where you can't breathe or move or think. Mm. Yeah. If it's a good fit, you can stretch. Okay. You yeah. can grow. You can flourish, you can thrive, you can celebrate what you do with the people you're with. Cause you gotta be, cause it's gotta be fun. It's gotta, mm-hmm. it's gotta Spirit. bring you joy. If it doesn't bring you yeah. joy, do something else. Yes. It's <laughs> got to bring joy. It has got to bring joy because if it brings you joy, then that joy spreads to the people that you're trying to present this work to. Yeah. If it does not bring you joy, then it's not, then that's not what's going to be sent out to anybody else. Mm, exactly. Yeah. yeah. You got to find the joy you got to in what, in whatever you do, but especially mm-hmm. in this, we are telling, we are telling other people's stories. We have to enjoy it. There has to be joy in that. Yeah. Even, even if, even if the story is hard, even mm-hmm. if the story is dark, even if the story is sad, you have to find the joy in the telling of that story mm-hmm. so that the person yeah. who is listening to or seeing the story understands no matter what the story is, it demands the light. It deserves the light. Yeah. Wow. That's such great advice. <laughs> Thank you so much for all of this. Oh my God. Well, Pat, what do you have coming up? Um, if listeners want to hear more about you or keep up with your work, um, where can they go? Yeah, wh- what are you up to next? <laughs> uh, I am about to start a new rehearsal process. Yay! Great. <laughs> uh, the Woman Theater is about to go into production for Fat Ham, written by mm-hmm. James Iams from oh, Philly. Yes. Yay! Great. Yes, I'm so excited! Um, so good. So yes, we're about to start that rehearsal process. Um, so check the Wilma Theater website because I think I think it's supposed to um, we're supposed to get done and it's supposed to be ready um, by the end of March. But don't Great. quote me on that. Go to the website. Go to the <laughs> Wilma Theater website because it'll all be there. But yes, I love working on a James Iams play. Mm, um, yes, so <laughs> one is going to be one for the books. Uh, we're going to. In order to work safely, uh, the play he he wrote the play. Everything in the play happens outdoors. Mm-hmm, um, great. So we're gonna right. So we're gonna um, create a bubble mm-hmm. um, for the artists. Uh, 
you know, lots of lots of um, COVID safety protocols um, mm-hmm. will be in effect, but we will be uh, sequestered in a safe space um, to, to be able to put this together. All of us, director, cast, designers, everybody. Mm-hmm. Um Nice. You know, we we go away, we do this, we put it together, <laughs> and then we come home. <laughs> yes. Um, but yes, great. I'm very, I'm very, very, very excited. Very excited to do this. Um, nice. So yes, and then um, also on the website, you'll find the Wilma Theater, the Hot House, um, mm-hmm. our company of actors. They have been working on some, um, what, what we're calling the Hot House Shorts, mm-hmm. uh, little, little um, small projects, plays. Um, audio. I think there's an audio play in there somewhere. Um, mm-hmm. Some music, just things from them, um, so that gotcha. you can see they are actors, but they are artists. So they 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 can do more than one thing. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, <laughs> that that'll that is also part of 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 what's coming up. So I'm really 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 excited about that. But yeah, I'm about to go into rehearsal. You have no idea, girl. <laughs> I got I got notebooks. And <laughs> so exciting. Pens and. Bought a new clipboard. <laughs> it's like the first day of school, but even better. Oh my god, so much better, so much better. I'm so excited. <laughs> yes, we're about to go into rehearsal. Great. So, well, yeah. that's fantastic. I'm so excited to see what the Wilma does, like just in the spring, in the future. Um, you can find out more about Pat's work by following the Wilma on Instagram too. They are at the Wilma Theater. That's T E R. Um, not R-E. Um, and all the links will be in the description of this episode. And as always on the Instagram page for this at pull back the curtain pod. Thank you so much, Pat. Thank you for everything. Um, thank you for the work you do in this community. Um, thank you so much for being on the show. Oh, no. Thank you, Margo, for, 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 for asking me that just, you know, and, and again, this was just, a, this was a lovely conversation. So I always enjoy a conversation. So thank you. And I wish all the best um, to you for the work that you're about to do. Thank um, you. So yeah, just stay brave, stay brave. Um, thank you. And know, and I know, appreciate and know it. your worth. You know what I mean? Know yes. what you deserve because you deserve all of it. So thank just you. Go, go for it. You got this. You got this. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you for listening and supporting Pull Back the Curtain, a Philly theater podcast. If you would like to support the artists involved with this podcast, please donate to the GoFundMe linked in the description of this episode. Thank you, as always, to our top-level donors, Katrina Chavez, Stephanie Smith, Brandon Wiles, and Joe and Doreen Catalona. Our shout-out for the donor of the week goes to Kaylee Minogue and Aaron Warren. Thank you so much, and I love both of you.